What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's business breakthrough session, I sit down with Mark Lewandowski. He owns Artisan Moving Company and wants to create an extension of that for house painting. And he reached out to kind of get some advice, some insights, some information on what he needs to do, uh, how to do it. It was a great conversation, something I think is going to benefit a lot of you guys. So I'm excited for you to check it out. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Mark Lewandowski of Artisan Painting. He owns Artisan Movers. Let's just dive in, man. So you're starting a painting business, and you have a partner? I do. Well, possibly, yes. Possible Maybe a partner. Yeah. Later on, or what's that? Possibly, yeah. I'm, Possibly. I might do this on my own, correct. Okay, so you're going to do it on your own. Um, let's kind of kick this off with what's the plan for workers, employees, subcontractors? I'm thinking subcontractors keep things maybe a little easier for me. A little bit easier. You have a moving company. That's correct. Are those employees or subcontractors? They're contractors, but you know, they're, they're for the most part employees, but you've had yeah. them for a while. Cause the movie company is successful. How long have you been doing that? Four years now, four years. Mm -hmm. What, what's the, what's the spark that gave you the idea to want to start a painting business? You know, I just, uh, I just want more. Um, I think I can give more. And also I think it, it ties in well with in the movie, being in the movie industry and, you know, being in and out of people's homes. Yep. Um, you know, I just think I can provide that service and, and do a good job. Yeah, they go hand in hand. I mean, for the most part, when you get that demographic of customers that are moving, obviously, you know, you're, you know, you're the guy uh, that they, you know, that they want. Um, you know, it'd be nice for you to be a, hey, I also have a moving company too, right? Um, mm -hmm. Artisan, you know, but I'm, 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 a, you know, obviously we need to keep the businesses completely separate, operate completely separate. So that poses the question of, are you able to be two places at once? What's the, how's the structure in the moving company right now? Yeah. So I have a partner who, um, handles a lot of my estimating currently, uh, my sales. Cool. Um, so the idea is he will handle that kind of run the moving company. I'll be there as well to handle my day-to-day -day tasks, but also okay. I, I have some free time to actually, you know, start another company and, and get Love that it. off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to keep the branding consistent, right. And everything's going to look the same and feel the same. I love it. Um, I'll be honest, man. Whenever I hear that somebody wants to start a painting business with some subcontractors, this is what happens. And, and then part of this is just, I want to give you as much honest advice as possible because I fell victim to this subcontractor is the easy route in the house painting business. Okay. The really, really good subcontractors are busy. Okay, so there's a very slim chance that you're going to be able to attract them as a brand new painting company. So you're going to have to pretty much default to independent contractors, which are usually one guy with a van, some tools, and he says that he can paint. Okay, here's here's the drawback of that. Drawback number one is he's not loyal to artisan. So 
if you want to put a shirt on his back that says artisan and provides this exemplary experience that I know that you want to give, we're already flirting with the employee subcontractor line that any good business owner should stay far away from. That's number one. Number two is you don't really have much control of the quality of the work. Again, if you're doing things by the book, which I know that you want to, how much can we really tell him how to do his job? Chances are he's going to be like, dude, back up. You don't really even know painting. He's going to know that off the bat. So he's going to do things his way. Big, big problem. Number three, you don't really have much control on who he brings to the job. So if he has a helper that he wants to bring onto the job, you don't know who that is, right? So these are some things that I didn't really know, okay? And I went into it saying, I'm going to find subcontractors. That's pretty easy. I'll sell the jobs, find subcontractors to do them. Sounds great. It's a short-term strategy. Are you prepared for those things? Yeah, all those points you you pose are all the concerns that I have. Um, and that's actually how I started the moving company. So I feel like I'm a little familiar with that uh, potential uh, with my current experience. Um, so it's something I'm willing to, to test, but everything you mentioned are all concerns that I, that I do currently have. Right. So, and, and it's not, and this isn't to sway you one way or another, but let's just put it all on the table because I want you to make the best decision that's best for you. I believe personally that the moving company and residential painting, because I'm in it, are two totally different animals. Okay. 100%. So here's the reality of the situation. Movers. All right, guys, go ahead and handle it. Right. You know that this is what you do. Go ahead and handle it. They don't hardly interact with the people you hire. Very rarely. I mean, help, don't move that there. And it's very, it's, it's like, it, you know, they box everything up. It's kind of, it's very, it's, it's, a, it's a disconnected trade in comparison to the painters, right? So house painters, I mean, you've got to be a lot more comfortable with the people that come to your house to do house painting because they kind of live with you for three days. You know what I'm saying? Like four days. So it's a little bit different, the dynamic. That's why, again, maybe getting away with contractors for moving was was a lot easier. I just would would hate for you to think that they're exactly the same because the in-home dynamic is a lot different. Yes, you may get empty houses where people are moving and then you get to come in and paint. Now that, yes, I understand. But how many of those are we going to get? You're, if you're if you're a residential painting company, the majority of the people you're going to work for live in the live in the houses, you know. Um, so make sure you balance that out. I believe that at the very least, you should try the employee route. Is there, are you against that in any way? Or is it just kind of, you want to get started kind of quick and you don't want to train or what, what is that? What does that look like? I do kind of want to get started more. Yeah. Like more, more quickly than the whole employee route. Also it's, it's, you know, you know, I have maybe as much experience as your kind of average you know, DIY or maybe a little more, you know, I have a pretty decent, you know, freehand cut. Yeah. But, uh, um, I'm wrong with that. Yeah. You know, but, um, as far as getting it started, being on site, really telling someone how to do it, you know, I'd, I'd rather hire someone who's extremely experienced. And the one guy I'm talking to has got 20 years of experience in the field. Um, and he's trying to get out and do his own thing. So I thought maybe going to subcontractor route and working with him, maybe figuring out how we can partner together would be good. And he knows a lot of people that he can kind of bring on to help out as well. Um, so yeah, this is still very much in the preliminary stages. Sure. And I think it. that the relationship that you have with these individuals may, I mean, that connection right there is very valuable, right? So if you guys come up with 
some sort of percentage structure where you don't have to worry about this guy, build employees later, right? Again, the only big, I, I believe the big thing for you, it sounds like is, is branding, right? You want to be this brand and being able to slap shirts on their back as subcontractors. Maybe this guy might be cool with it, but the other guys, you know, it just kind of takes away some of that, that branding and control. Cause a lot of subcontractors I dealt with work for different people. I like when I came in, like when I transitioned to employees, I love saying, Hey, we'll be here February 3rd for three days, right? I didn't have to check in with my subcontractor to see when he could make it, you know, and I'm, I'm real big about confidence in sales and confidence is really just having full control of your production. Um, and if you're uncertain about the quality, which you, you know, maybe, you know, this guy very well, you know, he does a great job. So you can be confident in that area, but the schedule, and then they might say, well, do you, do you operate with subcontractors? And you say, well, yeah. And well, are you going to be here? And then like that opens up that can of worms. Like I've just done this so much that these questions are going to come up. Right. Um, and I think that yes, getting started with a subcontractor might be good, but honestly, dude, the, 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 the employee model is way cheaper and mm -hmm. you get much more control. So think about it this way. What's this, what's this hourly, what's this guy, what's his hourly, you know, requirement, right? Like what, what does he want? And whatever it is, you can, you can negotiate with them and pay and say, look, I'm trying to build something. You can go out and do everything on your own. Like you've been doing for 21 years, but I'm looking for a project manager. That's going to eventually run some crews. Just put that out there. Right. Cause guess mm -hmm. what? If, if he says yes to that and you sell him on that idea, bro, you're going to save so much money. Cause he's yeah. probably going to, you know, you go from paying a percentage of a job to now paying hourly on a job. Big difference. So yeah, hundred percent. You're totally correct. You know? So do you think he's somebody you can negotiate that with? I think so. We've had very little dialogue because I'm still trying to figure everything out. But um, I think that's a possibility because my understanding is, and so I, you know, I talked to my 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 local Sherwin Williams, um, okay. asked them if they knew of any contractors that might be good to team up with, and this is one of the guys they threw out. Okay. And, um, and my understanding is he's trying to get out. Of, he's trying to get into his own thing, right? Yeah, but why? But right there, why would you want to get in bed, not figuratively speaking, get in bed with somebody that wants to start their own business? Like for me, all he's going to be thinking about is his own branding, his own logo, his own business, his own world. You're trying to build your business, so you're you're building somebody else's business with this guy. That's dangerous to me, you know. Well, you know, I guess the exchange would be like you know, utilizing my brand, utilizing my experience as a marketing expert, as a business expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm spending the money to bring the jobs in. I'm giving them to him. We're splitting them some way. Obviously, I'd rather pay him, you know, like a managerial salary or uh, hourly rate um, to have him kind of help me. Right. But, you know, th that's, a, that's a general plan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is such an important topic. And I think just don't rush it. Right. I mean, like this is the foundation of your business. I know it's exciting to want to get jobs going and get moving, but you could put all your energy, effort, attention, and money into this, this way of doing things. I'm telling you, bro, I've been doing this long enough to tell you it's a short term model. It will not sustain because mm -hmm. guess what? You're going to build this reputation with this individual. And when he gets another opportunity or he's not happy with the percentage that you're giving him, you're at the mercy of this individual, right? Until you, so it's either you do this and then immediately after you start building an employee team or you say, you know what? Let me take my time. 
Let me develop an employee team. Now, just because you don't have experience doesn't mean you can't build an employee team. There's people out there with a ton of experience that don't want to be a subcontractor. They want to, they want to work for you because you're a business owner and they, they just want to know they're getting a paycheck every week. Really, it's just about how you acquire them. So you're, you're a good marketer. In the same way you market jobs, you market the opportunity to work for you at, at this position. Just see what you get. Like, look, I get it, man. If you have a certain way you want to do things, but before you go all in on this, at least see what you're going to get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's some really good talent right now with what's going on in our economy. I mean, you know, not everyone's like us. Marketers, you know, can can generate leads, can run a business. So this these these talented individuals that have worked for these companies, contractor ran companies with, you know, technician ability first versus marketing and sales ability. Right now, they're, you know, they're not doing as well as they were. So you might be able to reel in some really good help um, in that regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what state are you in maryland maryland what's do you know what the going rate is for painters up there like a really good painter have you have you asked around i haven't but this one individual i spoke to the, the contractor he mentioned uh 25 an hour is what okay. he was expecting for himself i mean so i mean that's that's not bad at all i mean it's like 200 bucks a day right I mean, so i mean that's that's pretty good here it's like 20 so but the cost of living is a lot low here in florida Mm-hmm. So let's let's pivot here, man. What are some areas that um, you know you might feel a little uncertain in, or want some guidance in? Let, I'll let you kind of take the lead here. What, what do you, you know, what's what's an what's an area that you're just thinking like, man, like you know, what's the best way to approach this? Yeah, you know, generally, I mean, what I'm really looking for knowledge wise right now is how to estimate. Um, you know, when I when I got into the moving industry, I knew nothing about moving either. Uh, I teamed up right. with someone who had knowledge. He taught me how to estimate what to look for, questions to ask. Right. And then, you know, here I am now four years in. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking for that general knowledge of like how to estimate, you know, how do you, um, how do you turn square footage into how many hours a job's going to take? And then how many okay. crew members you need to complete that in X amount of days and, you Great know, question. how many gallons of, t- you know, paint are you going to save your life? right now because it's i know what that felt i do i just it's not it's been so long since i started my business four years i remember having these same questions and when i learned estimating from whoever i learned it from i mean the the sheet that i was given and and the and the the localized failures and and how many hours is it going to take somebody to caulk something oh that's 0.15 hours like i was like what like how do i even calculate this and and by the time i'm done calculating it the customer is going to be sleeping because i'm going to be outside for 10 hours trying to figure this out. And I'm like, there's gotta be an easier way. And there is. So ultimately, number one, you cannot shortcut this. You have to experience it. You have to see the jobs. Like in the beginning, you're gonna suck because you're not gonna know, but you have got to just wing it and learn how much paint is going to take on certain things. That is innate. That's something that I can't teach. But the good news is it doesn't take long, right? And you and your margin is not going to be too far off. If you look at a 2000 square foot house, you know, this is what I used to do. I used to start with five gallons. I'd order five gallons and then they'd be like, all right, we need four more gallons, you know, like, so I would never like just order paint like that. I would start low and then just run to the paint store if we need more, like to be careful, you know, and I still do that to this day. Like they'll be like, Tanner, dude, this is like a 12 gallon. I was like, yeah, just in case, man. You know, I got you guys eight, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like you guys, you guys eight. Start there, man, and and you never know what what happens. So, 
Um, so I still do that. But ultimately, when you're when you're the premise of pricing, right, is to identify number one, you know, how long it's going to take. Cost-based pricing is the easiest thing. How long is this job going to take the people that I'm assigning to the job, right? So let's say you get this individual that you're talking about. You have to figure out like how fast he works. Now, my suggestion is do what I did. I have teams of four. Like you should shoot for that because teams of four are so efficient with painting. I mean, one guy, he's burnt out by Friday. Two guys, you know, no, I'm sorry. One guy is burnt out by Wednesday. Two guys are burnt out by Thursday. Three guys they're burnt out by Friday. Four guys they're bur- they're they're burnt out, but you know they can get through Friday and still do a good job. Mm-hmm. So so if you have one guy right and you look at a house, all right, you say all right, well it's going to take this one guy a week. Now you have to understand like okay, what am I what do I need to pay this guy right? So let's say his co- his cost is a thousand bucks. So all right, so now I'm at a thousand bucks in labor. Okay. Then you look at the job and say, all right, well, I'm getting paint for $50 a gallon. It's a little high, but I'm thinking at the most, it's going to take 10 gallons. I'm thinking it's going to be seven, but I'll give myself a three gallon buffer. So you're at 1500 in cost, right? So if you look at that and you say, okay, how much do I want to make? And the goal should be to always shoot for between 50 and 55%. It's good margins, right? That covers everything, right? So if you're looking at your cost and say, all right, well, it's 1500. If I double that, I'm going to be at a 50% margin. So that means that I need to charge three grand for this job to be at a 50% margin. Okay. So you jump in, you know, to the homeowner and now let's dial back real quick. Cause I want to make sure you get this. If it's a 2000, if it's, let me just make this easy. Cause I don't have a calculator right now. If it's a 3000 square foot house, right. You would show the homeowner that you're charging a dollar per square foot. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just dividing the amount that you're charging by the square footage. So the customer doesn't care how you came up with the price, bro. The things I was telling you about earlier, those are what GCs look for because everything is about cost with that dude. So if you go and do new construction, yeah, they're going to want to know how many man hours are going to be job, how many, you know, gallons of paint, like dude, homeowners could care less. 99% of homeowners just want to see the price and know that you're buying paint. That's it. So we give them what they want. They get a price. And then just to look fancy, I show them how much it is per square footage. But that square footage has absolutely nothing to do with my price. It's just what I show them. Okay. And, and, and I use it as a metric. Does that kind of help a little bit? Kind of. But I guess I'm still looking for like those details of like, you know, for like a 2,000 square foot house and exterior, how many crew members and how many hours is that going to take? And experience. for an interior, same thing. It, it, it depends. My crew will do it a lot faster than your what, crew. Your crew will what, do it a lot faster than mine. What would, what would you say an industry average is or what your average is? I mean, industry average is just, I mean, like that's such a, a, a dull statistic because it's impossible to measure, right? So first of all, what type of siding is it? You have stucco, you have T, T111, you have hardy board, you have, I mean, you have all these different types of siding, right? Are we spraying? Are we rolling? Are we cutting? Are we brushing? Like, like are we brushing? Are we, are, are we, uh, you know, rolling? Like there's so many different ways to apply the paint. Like, so here's the reality of the situation. You, you, first of all, I align my business to make this easy. I only take full interior repaints and full exterior repaints. That's it. Any other little things I might give to my guys on the weekend to do, but we focus just on full houses. Mm-hmm. I would say 75% of the house or more. If you come and say, you don't want one bedroom painted fine. Okay. I allocate eight hour days 
we don't leave jobs. Like we don't, we won't do a job a half a day and go somewhere else. Right. So at the end of the day, the customer is going to pay for whatever hours I assign to that job. Right. So if you're telling me a 2000 square foot house and do they want soffits painted? Do they want just the walls trim and doors painted? You see what I'm saying? Like that makes a difference. Like if you want soffits and gutters painted, that's an additional day. Cause I can't even touch the walls until that, that soffit and fascia is painted and dried. And then I got to go in and cut it. And if it's white, I got to cut it again because it's going to bleed through. Right. So like there's factors. So let's just give you an example. 2000 square foot house, full exterior repaint. Okay. Do you guys have stucco up there or no? No stucco. No stucco. So let's say it's hardy board, right? Stuff's a pain, right? Because you got to spray it and then you got to back brush it or else the spray will flash. Like, so you got to factor in some time there. So let's say they want the soffits fascia, all the hardy board painted. You guys have hardy board up there, right? I mean, it's like the majority of what you guys have, right? Sure. Yeah. Hardy board. Yep. Yeah. It's like hardy board. Okay. Well, anyway, so let's say it's three days. You say, okay, that's going to take my team three days. I mean, it depends. You have, if you have one guy, it's going to take him a whole week. Maybe it depends on how fast he moves. Does he take long lunches? Does he smoke cigarettes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you have two guys, it might take them four days. If you have three guys, it might take them three days. If you have four guys, it might take them two days. You see what I'm saying? It's like, so you got to learn your team. And that's why, again, I'm against subcontractors because it's hard to learn some contractors. You don't get to know them as well as you do your team and you can't influence them as much. So for me, it's like, I can go to my project manager and say, bro, you got two days on this job. This is what it was budgeted for. You know, we might have to stay an extra hour on Tuesday to get it done, but there's no more time here. You know? So when I quoted it, I looked at the house. I said, that's a two day job for my team. And then I multiplied the hourly wage by how many hours, eight hours, everybody gets eight hours a day multiplied Mm -hmm. by two. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to learn your team. I can't answer that. (laughs) You have to know your team. And that's why, again, I think that the employee route, I mean, there's just too many benefits that you can't even see right now. And and I'm, I'm just being straight up with you, bro. I don't like, I know that this it's, it's, it's intimidating to go the employee route because you don't know if you can keep them busy or just starting, but you will, you're going to have this new motivation to keep guys busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that helped you, but I hope it did. <laughs> Somewhat. Yes. <laughs> In terms of pricing. But again, like you just got to get out there and, and see what your guys can do. You might get a rock star that moves fast, man. And you know, he, he flies around the house, you know? So pricing is an area that you feel a little not so certain in, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't start now yeah. with pricing. Have you done any estimates yet? Or have you gotten any no, marketing out there? No. I haven't got my, my uh, MHIC yet. You know, I need a, okay. a contracting license first. Gotcha. So you're kind of just prepping for that. So yeah, so, so very much. Pages. So are you in a bedroom right now? I can't really see behind you. Is that like a bedroom? No, it's uh kind of a, my patio is back there. So I'm so in your a patio. Yeah. So just, room, yeah. yeah. Just looking at a room. Like here's here's what I would, I would do. Like, like think about it for a second, right? You, Cause you're going to come across this. You may not be like me. You might just take like a bedroom, right? So when you have a bedroom, you have ceilings, you have walls, you have trim and you have doors. Each of those should be itemized because not Everyone wants the ceiling painted. Not everyone wants the walls painted. Maybe they just want trim. Maybe they just want doors. What type of door is it? Like, so I would definitely make sure that you always itemize those four things when you're inside the house. Okay. That's going to, that's going to make things easy for you. And it gives people options that you can base off of square footage. So for me, let's say that's a hundred square foot room. And I charge a dollar 50 per square foot for the walls. 
So it'd be $150 for me to just do the walls in that room. Now, if you add trim, that'd be 50 cents a square foot. So that would be uh, two, $200 to do trim and walls in that room. Ceiling, that would be a dollar square foot. So that'd be 300, like, you know what I'm saying? So, so if you just use those examples, like just look at your own room behind you and say, okay, well, if I charge at most for ceilings, walls, trim and doors in this room, okay, let's see, let's say my charge comes out to 500. Would my subcontractor do it for 250? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now remember, we still got to buy paint. So paint ceiling is going to be a gallon. You can't get it. You know, you're not going to do a quart on a ceiling. So you definitely should need a gallon for that small room there. I would do two gallons for the walls because you want to do two coats on the walls. And then I think you can get away with a gallon for the trim. So that's four gallons of paint multiplied by whatever you get per gallon. Let's say it's 30 bucks. That's 120 bucks. So you're at 250 for your subcontractor to paint the room. Then you're at 120 for the materials. Okay. So that's 370. And then you make 130 if you charge 500. So just going through those little scenarios there, I think should help you. And then when you do a big house, you're just, it's proportional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of my, my spiel on pricing, but it should all be based on your costs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of, in terms of, uh, the direction you're heading in with, um, you know, with, with growing this business, I mean, do you plan on being hands-on or are you going to kind of step away and just oversee like what's, what's your role going to be looking like? Kind of a hybrid. Um, you know, I definitely, you know, quality control is very important to me. Making sure the customer is taken care of is very important. I want to make sure the home's well protected. Um, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a lot like how I started the moving company. You know, I had a, a, like a mover approach me and wanted to start a company. I'll do sales and marketing. He executes some moves. Oh, and wow. That's a good deal. Yeah. And he trained me how to estimate, you know, it came down wow. to something as simple as, you know, it takes about an hour per bedroom right. to move a home. And then, you know, from okay. there over the years, you know, you kind of adjust your, your methods and, and fine tune it. But um, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a process. It'll be a process. I mean, like everything. So what's, what's your marketing strategy? What are you thinking is going to be um, kind of, I would say your honey hole, what are you going to use first? What do you, what do, you, do you have a strategy lined up? Yeah. You know, so my idea so far is, I mean, right now for the moving company, the majority of my money goes into Google, uh, okay. followed by buying, uh, you know, mailing lists for new homes in the market. Smart. How's that been working out for you? The mailings are amazing. It's my best advertising to sales ratio right now. Um, wow. But uh, so my thought is to create a little like additional little piece or flyer that I'm going to add to my mailings, um, you know, try out artists and painters, the same, you know, quality. Maybe do it on the back. Or, yeah, you can definitely work that in somewhere. Exactly. So, you know, I figure start like there. That. I'm already spending the money elsewhere. So it's kind of considered as free marketing for the painting company. Yeah, you know? I like that a lot, man. I think that if you piggyback them both, I mean, you know, um, and, and again, here's the thing. I mean, if this is something that you're not trying to go 100% full speed on and you have this subcontractor that you can grab when these opportunities come up in the beginning, that's helpful, right? So not having to guarantee somebody 40 hour a week work in the beginning is also a huge benefit. That's exactly my thought is start out with a subcontracting method. We develop a relationship, get to know each other. If this works out, you know, maybe make them a partner or bring them on absolutely. or, you know, pay them more, yeah. or, you know, absolutely. That, that, that's my yeah. initial idea. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So you got marketing, taking care of production, um, you know, sales. So, I mean, in terms of sales, 
you know sales pretty well. Um, I, I'm not really going to go too deep into that, but do you have any, you know, questions about the process of the sale in terms of painting or you pretty, you know, uh, probably pretty similar to what you do now or? So I bought into the, uh, your, your, your sales class, okay. online class. What'd you think? Was um, it helpful? I, yeah, I like that. There's actually a lot of tidbits that I picked up from there that I thought were really brilliant that I can actually apply to the moving company. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I like that. But, um, you know, um, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a learning experience. Um, but what, what you put out there was pretty helpful, actually. Yeah. So like, I would just say this, like whenever you do an estimate, you know, for me, and, and I'm sure you do this now, I mean, I'm not really preaching to you to teach you how to sell. You've built a very successful company. I'm just saying that the needs and desires are a little bit different. So mm -hmm. they need to just be treated differently. And that's how I've always sold is like, let me identify first the need or the desire. And then I can tailor my approach to that. Like for you, let me kind of just, I don't know, let me just spit in the wind here. Somebody calls you for moving. I, you know, ultimately they're either in a really like need-based scenario where you kind of know that you kind of have to emphasize how quickly you can get it done and how efficient you will be at making all this happen, especially because moving is like so variable, dude. And they, they are afraid to commit, you know, because sometimes closings fall through. And so you're used to kind of just being that person that is efficient in that regard. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and, I would say, go ahead. And it's the, the caveat, your distinction between the, the need for quality versus necessity and speed, I thought was, was a, a very good point that you made. Thank you. And that's where I'm getting here is that in the painting business, I would say it's 50-50, man. I mean, you have 50% of people. There's never an emergency paint job that needs to be done. That's one thing we have to understand. You know, it's not like water. I mean, unless there's like water damage and the insurance company's picking it up, rarely will I ever get that. But I would just say that there's one thing you can do, and I just want you to hit on this, that there are people that will call you just because they want to change the color. And when they see your price, if that's their only motive, it's going to be hard to justify that price, right? It's like, eh, I guess we could do without it because it's just simply a desire. But if it's a need, then we can justify the price. So what we need to do is look for those that we can transition the motivation, right? So we can switch that motivation from desire to need. And I'm not saying do that in a you know, immoral way. I'm saying that by educating the customer on the benefits of what it is that you'll be doing. So for me, for example, if somebody calls me over and just says, yeah, I just want to change the color of the outside. Well, I'm going to go over to those cracks on the side of the house and say, well, you're doing more than just changing the color. You know, you know, we're going to fill these cracks that are starting to get water damage in them, you know, like little things like that you're going to pick up, but it's just really about tailoring your approach and just trying to get as many people over to the need side as possible in the painting business, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So are you planning on doing any cabinets? Are you planning on doing any, anything like that? Or are you going to stick with uh, just kind of like the basic interior exterior? Cabinets are pretty high level from what I've learned so far. So they maybe uh, I'm, hold off not, I'm not touching them. Yeah. Hold off on that. Maybe. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. But you know, you know, one thing I was actually wanted to ask you was, um, so I, I love the idea that you pay for the color consultation. Yeah. You offer, you offer to pay for the, uh, paint samples, like three paint samples. Oh, yeah. yep. So do you do that once you essentially close the deal or do you, do you risk that upfront for someone before you've actually closed the deal in the hopes that you get them? Good question, man. So I look at, I look at it like an investment either way. Early on when I first started my business and I was, I was hustling, man, I needed to get my name out there. I need to get jobs. I would get 
as many samples as they wanted for free because it was a charge account. So I'd throw it on the Sherwin Williams account and say, well, I mean, you know, I won't exceed a hundred bucks. I mean, that's 20, 20 samples. They got me painting 20 samples. I mean, I'm going to move in, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be there for, for a week, you know? So that just builds such a relationship, man. When you're, when you go to bat for these people and say, you know what, let me help you with colors. And you start with the pamphlet and you help them narrow it down. And bro, I've done color. I don't have a degree in color. I don't know really much about color, but they just want somebody to bounce ideas off of. So if you're the person that comes in there, you'll 75% of all paint jobs. When you ask, have they chosen colors? They're going to say no. And they're going to come at you. Like that's scary to me. And then that's where you can come in. And for me, I got this. I started with the swatches and say, look, the swatches are cool, but they're not going to give you the best idea of what the color looks like. So then I'll go to, I'll say, listen, Let's narrow down the swatches. I'll buy you three samples and I'll run to the paint store. This is before they commit to me early on. I don't care. I mean, this is just, to me, it's a, it's a job cost right here for, it's a sales cost. You know, it's kind of like buying somebody lunch before you close a deal in a, in a larger setting. Um, Cause you're building that relationship. And then they're like, man, wow, that guy's going to run to the paint store for me. And he's going to throw samples on this. So how would you feel if I did that for you as a customer? And then you tell me, you don't want me to get the job. And then the next guy comes over, you know, he smells like BO and gives you a cheaper price. And he says, Oh, you already got samples on the wall. Oh yeah. And then it's like, you almost cheated on me, you know? So it really creates a bond, man. And, and essentially I, I went to bat for people. So to answer your question in short, yes, I would do it 100% for free. I even had an iPad with me that I could do the color snap studio. If they had an iPad, I'd be like, here, give me your iPad. I sit there and download color snap studio so they can spend the whole night playing with it, you know? And like, these are things that are intangible that just build value. That's all they do. Going above and beyond, man. That's what it's all about. And I know you have something like that in the moving business that you can do, right? Yeah, you know, actually, so just recently, um, I have a guy who I've been talking to. He's got 30 years in the business. Uh, he sold his company. He's moving down to my area from Jersey, and he's looking for extra work. Um, okay. And he wanted to visit a job we were on recently. So I had him uh, run by a job that we we're on. I just wanted to see how we executed work because we might, we might team up. He might uh, do some BD for us and nice. refer us some work. And he sent me pictures of our job, and he was impressed by the fact that my guy's um tape mirror cartons to the walls on the stairways and it's because stairways are tight when you're going you're in turning corners and stairways you wow. bump the walls right so love that dude. love that. exactly so it protects the walls and he was so impressed by that he was shocked that we were doing that and you know he sent some oh, photos yeah. of that to his buddies you know moving company yeah. buddies in jersey but that's something that most moving companies don't do and you know we don't charge for that. It's just us going above and beyond. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you're doing your sales approach, do you mention this? No, honestly, we don't. I would. Here's what I would do. If I came into your company right now, I say, "Give me one of them mirror carts." I take it to the. I take it to the estimate, and if they had a staircase, I'd walk. I say, "Here, come here real quick," and I'd hold it up there and say, "Hey, this is something that we do." So we actually put these here. You know what I'm saying? I want to show them. That's awesome, dude. You should be showing that. Yeah, I agree. That's a major separating thing. And it's like, I just want you to see the level of care. I mean, here's the reality. Movers could potentially ding up your walls. And mm -hmm. obviously, hey, that's an in for the painting, by the way. But you don't want to create the paint job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't want to create it. Just say, hey, if it happens, you know, we got a painter on staff, you know. But uh, right. 
Um, no, but we use these cards. That's awesome, man. I think that's a huge, that's a huge separator that I would use to build value, you know? And I think that this, I did a, I think it was an, an app. I forget. I, I put out a lot of stuff, but I, I said one thing where it's like, don't expect your customers to know like your process. You do your process every day to use something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course we're going to do that to them. I wouldn't have known that that's even a thing. Like if you came mm-hmm. to me and then asked to, to, for me to hire you to, to move me, I'd, I wouldn't know that you put those things on the walls to make sure that the guys don't ding them, mm-hmm. you know, like the door, like the doors, right? Like, you know, you go into the door and things like that. I and mean, that's awesome. It's Thank value you. building, man, value building. So that's great, man. I just think you should highlight that. And then I'm sure you're going to carry that over to the painting business. I think one, a couple here, I'll give you a couple quick ones wearing booties in the house. So little, little plastic shoes, you know, I'm um, putting paper down instead of tarp. You know, tarp is usually disgusting, man. So like we try to use paper anytime we can, you know, tarp just gets nasty and then it gets balled up. Like if people walk on it, like, so what we do is we actually tape the the paper down to the floor and just create this, like, you know, our own, our own floor. You know, that's like a little value add too. Yeah. I've been following some, uh, different painting companies on Instagram, what they're doing. And I, I love what some of these guys are doing to protect the homes. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell, man, the pros, man, they just, they do it right, man. So, um, but yeah, I think we covered a lot, man. I don't, is there anything outstanding that you wanted to mention before we, uh, before we seize operations here? No, man, the chat's been great. And I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man, listen, I'd love to have you back for another follow-up or just reach out to me on Instagram. Let's, you know, let's, I, I, I know that, uh, you know, I gave you some advice on employees you know, I just keep that in the, in your back pocket, man. Once you, you're going to get your name out there. Right. And I, I think that having control over your production is just so valuable. If it works out with the subcontractor, great, but he's, you know, chances are like, here's one question you should ask him, right? How do you feel about working with other people? Cause a lot of those one, one man bands, dude, they do not want to work with anyone else, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of like, would you send one guy to move a house? No don't send one guy to paint a whole house, man. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable for the customer, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just something to think about, man. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll catch you on the next time, man. Thanks, Tanner. No problem. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, And one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.